Welcome to EdTech Insiders, where we speak with founders, operators, investors, and thought leaders in the education technology industry and report on cutting-edge news in this fast-evolving field from around the globe. From AI to XR to K-12 to L&D, you'll find everything you need here on EdTech Insiders. And if you like the podcast, please give us a rating and a review so others can find it more easily. I'm here at ASU GSV with Amy Bevilacqua. She is the managing director of Green Street Impact Partners, which is a private equity firm that is designed to accelerate the EdTech ecosystem. Welcome. Thanks. Happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about what Green Street Impact Partners is and how you work in EdTech. Sure. So Green Street Impact Partners is a growth equity firm making impact investments in the future of education and the future of work. So when you're at a conference like this, what does that mean? You're probably seeing hundreds and hundreds of companies. We do. And we come here like everybody else because everyone we want to talk to is in the room. And that means companies who we're already engaged with and advancing those relationships. It means new relationships with potential investments. And also, frankly, our relationships with other investors are really important to us. Co-investing is an important paradigm in advancing innovation and education. And that's a big part of what gets accomplished for us when we come to this conference. So for those who don't know a lot about the investing space, and I'm going to include myself in that category, tell us about what co-investing looks like. How do multiple investors decide to go in together? There's always a lead investor, I believe, and then others come together to really give people the capital they need to succeed. What does that look like? That's exactly right. And I can give you an example that we're living right now. So we're about to close on our first investment and we are the lead investor. You're right. That's how it usually starts. And that lead investor tends to put structure to the deal. Most important, pricing the deal. And so coming up with an appropriate valuation. And then that lead investor really coordinates a variety of due diligence activities and corrals other investors, either up front or in the course of the process, into participating in the round. And the role of the leader investor is important. And for companies that are seeking to bring capital into their businesses, they need to make careful choices there because we reach out to our network and our network ends up populating the round and ultimately the board of these companies that we invest in. That's playing out right now for us in a really vivid way and, and in a way that I think the company that we're about to make an investment in is, is super happy with. And it's all about relationships. It's all about building authentic interactions with folks as we go through, frankly, what is a usually a pretty painful process on all sides of the table, diligence processes. But I think if you can emerge out of that process with the same level of conviction about the business, with the same level of trust and respect between all partners, that's the perfect launching pad for a productive long-term relationship. Uh, that's really interesting. So it's really a community sort of activity. There's a lead investor, there's multiple other investors filling around, there's the company itself, and everybody is trying to feel each other out through the due diligence process and understand how, that everything's in place. And then it's sort of you all launch together to really make it work. That's right. And it works when each investor is really upfront about what they're good at, 
what they know and what they don't know. And you have to form this mosaic of knowledge and you have to collaborate on financial models. For example, you have to figure out together what are the right questions to probe on with management teams and with their customers. And it's the old story about a collective effort yielding a better product. And it sounds like a cliche, but it's super important because we're investing the dollars of our limited partners, our investors, and we have to do so with uh, tremendous care. One of the things that makes Green Street Impact Partners unique is that you're really, really focusing on the ed tech space. You have people with deep expertise. There are a few other ed tech specific VC firms, but tell us about what it means to really understand ed tech as an investor. It's a definitely not like any other tech space. Right. So a couple things that are a little bit different about Green Street. First, we have deep operating experience on our team. So when we came together, we asked ourselves, what would it take to make the best quality investment decisions? And there really are two answers for us. And one is having some battle scars, having scaled organizations and knowing what it takes, understanding the interplay of the public or government sector with the private sector and with the nonprofit sector, for example, and having an ability to see past whatever the panic moments of the current regulatory environment are and have a long-term perspective. So that's first what it takes to your question about being an ed tech investor, but something that we believe we bring that's distinct, that deep operating experience. The other thing is you make good quality investment decisions in any industry, but in particular in education, when you have diverse perspectives around the table. We're a firm that was formed with women and people of color at the top, and frankly, owning a majority of the firm's economics, and that is all by design. We know that that operating experience and diverse perspectives are going to propel us toward higher quality investment decisions. That is really exciting that you're designed to have perspectives that do not mirror classic private equity, which tends to, I believe, be very male-dominated. Tell us about what that looks like in practice, and I'd love to hear how that manifests at the conference. Well, my favorite part of this conference was a lunch that we hosted yesterday. We kicked off the first, as far as we know, network of women investors in education. I've spent 30 years as an operator I just made this transition into the investing side and I looked around certain that this network existed and I didn't find it. So I thought, well, we can create it. And so I partnered with Emily Foote at Osage Ventures and Amanda Nolan, who's based in Europe, and we crowdsourced a list. I think it's the only list that exists of women investors in education, all levels of the capital stack from early stage venture investing to growth equity, to later stage buyout. We have women who are early in their career, women who are later in their career, women who are operating inside of the U.S. and outside of the U.S. We've built an inclusive community. We have a list of over 100 women and over 70 showed up yesterday for this lunch, the launch of this network that will go on and we'll be having gatherings at, at major conferences over time and perhaps in London in the fall. But look, this is important because 
we talked earlier about the power of co-investing and we're not going to move this market forward in the way that we need to. We're not going to stimulate the innovation that needs to come if we don't figure out how to marshal capital from a variety of sources, leverage what each of us knows well, and direct capital to the highest potential, highest impact education companies. That's a very exciting vision for the future of this. And you mentioned that the most exciting thing you've seen at the conference is this amazing lunch. I would have loved to be there, but of course, that wouldn't have made any sense. But the other thing that we are asking everybody is this is conference has so much focus on artificial intelligence and skills-based hiring and, you know, just this sort of paradigm shift in education. I'm curious how you, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of companies here and over your time as an investor and as an operator. What do you make of this and where do you think this might be going? We approach this with great optimism. A lot of value is going to be unlocked and created. There certainly are opportunities around cost savings in content creation, for example, and those are exciting. But I think as we look forward, we can anticipate opportunities around new markets being created, access to content being democratized. And look, if generative AI does nothing else other than bringing about truly normalized and widely accessible, personalized one-on-one learning, that will be enough. That's a really great perspective. I think, you know, people are all extrapolating out, and I definitely include myself in this, of if this is happening now, what's going to be happening next and next and next? But just looking at that baseline, that's already happening. They are ready, kids in schools, at homes, college students, K-12 students, instructors already having conversations with an intelligence that understands the entire internet and can put everything, put things together in new ways and do new graphics and do new videos. Already we are in a new world already. And who knows where it'll go from there. But I hope that investors can really uh, help corral that power to increase the equity, increase the access, increase the learning outcomes and the quality of education. I think that's our job. We are impact investors, but as I like to say, anyone who invests in education is by default an impact investor because you cannot scale in education unless you have a demonstrable track record of positive learner and worker outcomes. That's our job (laughs) is to make sure that that happens. That's a really exciting note to end on. I'd love to hear more about what Green Street is doing. And when you are public with your first investment, I want to cover it on EdTech Insiders. Definitely give us a call. Thanks so much for being here. It's really great to have you. Amy Bevilacqua, Managing Director of Green Street Impact Partner. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of EdTech Insiders. If you like the podcast, remember to rate it and share it with others in the EdTech community. For those who want even more EdTech Insider, subscribe to the free EdTech Insiders newsletter on Substack.